Welcome to All About the Sisters Wellness Podcast, where we help you reclaim your overall health and wellness. Get informed, take action, and be better at being well. I'm Melanie Painter, founder of All About the Sisters, and your host. In 2018, I found myself four years into my entrepreneurial journey, but I was floundering. I was confused about where to hang my hat. I had many years of professional experience as an engineer and project manager. I also spent the last few years developing a lot of my creative skills and got back to writing, but I still could not orient. In 2016, I had written and published my first book, A Grief Recovery Journal, in response to dealing with the untimely death of my mother in 2010. I really thought this was it. I would start a career as a speaker, sell millions of books, and lay on the beach somewhere for the rest of my life. Not quite. The truth is, I did not want to talk about grief and loss all day long. There was so much more for me to share with the world, but I just needed to figure out how. By this time, I started two businesses, closed one, and continuously changed my focus. And I have to say social media did not help me either. I found myself constantly comparing myself to others and or trying to be and build like them, which does not work because guess what? We aren't the same. Some years earlier, I started meditating and became a Nishirin Buddhist. So I knew that whatever it was that I needed to focus on, the answers would come because I'd learned in my spiritual practice over time that you don't move until you feel fully aligned. This was when I met a friend of a friend who had just pivoted her career from the financial industry to be a full-time spiritual healer. As you listen to this, I know you're wondering, what the hell? Why would she do that? My only response to this is she got her calling and she needed to move. I started talking to Felicia Hines Patrick, who helped me clear my blocks and clean out the years of stuff I was holding on to, in order to consciously center on my divine gifts and move my life and business forward. And I have to say, she's the catalyst to why I do what I do today. I wanted to talk to her because her expertise and guidance impact her clients in ways that seem too magnificent for words. And in a time like this, when everything seems so out of balance, we need someone to help us stay focused what's important and get back to center but let her tell it you deserve to hear it from her our guest today is felicia heinz patrick as a spiritual life coach she shows you who you really are on a soul level She will reveal your specific soul gifts and how you can use these gifts to create the life you want. She will tell you how you may be blocking yourself from utilizing or fully utilizing these gifts to create abundance and what you truly want. She will also answer all of those unanswered questions, whether it's regarding your life goals, relationships, your life purpose, or specific life issues. Having this awareness and consciousness will allow you to fully take back your power and step into living a purpose-filled and happy life. As your spiritual life coach, she will guide you on the specific instructions or specific actions you'll need to take through your personalized soul manifestation blueprint, which is essentially the key to how you and only you create and manifest. Felicia, welcome to the All About the Sisters podcast. Actually, I've been itching to have you on here because of all of the stuff that's been going on. I know, and I know what you have to share is super relatable to a time like this. How have you been? 
I've been great and I'm very excited and grateful to be here to be able to speak to you and share things with not just you, but all the listeners who will be able to hear this. So I'm excited about this journey. Well, thank you so much for accepting uh, the invitation. So I want to really start with your title. Um, you're a spiritual life coach and, a, and an advanced soul realignment practitioner. Can you explain what all that means? Yes. Uh, first, I want to just talk a little bit about titles. I usually put titles on so people could have something to relate to, but I typically don't even like to subscribe to titles because it tends to box people. So just that's just general information for people in general, to not feel like they need to be boxed into a title and what it means, but just for the purposes of people understanding what they're getting. Um, the first one you said was of soul realignment. Nope, let's talk about me being a spiritual life coach. So a spiritual life coach basically is someone who helps to enlighten others. We tend to forget that we are spiritual beings first having a human experience. And we, we recognize that when we get into spaces where we get stuck in life. And we're like, oh my gosh, I feel stuck. I'm going backwards. I don't know what's going on. And that is when you're getting to that point of some awakening is happening. And most people, when they get there, they don't know what that is. They don't know that's what's going on. But they start seeking people like myself. And they realize, okay, I need something. I don't know. Some of them might realize they don't need a therapist right now. They've done that. They don't need a, a doctor. They don't need a uh, probably to go to a um, they don't need to see, I don't know, they're priests or whatever. They feel like there's something more, there's something that's missing. Right. And I kind of come in and I start to work with you at a soul level. And like I said, the more spiritual level of who you are, because there's a lot more to you than just that human body you're walking around in. And there's much more happening. And most people know that. They have their moments of intuition. They know there's something deeper in us where a spiritual life coach as myself will come in and kind of navigate you through that process of, let me just be clear, your ego self and your truth. Because what people start to realize is that they are identifying with their ego self and getting lost in that. Because that's not who you really are. It's who you believe yourself to be based on your life experiences, your culture, you name it. Your fears, things you were taught. And we've been running around with this, that ego self and believing that's us and getting lost. And the ego is really a separate self that's really separate from reality, to be honest. So as a spiritual life coach, where that comes in, it's just to be a teacher. And everyone needs a coach. Everyone needs a teacher to be better at whatever it is that's going on in their life. I don't care what you're doing. Every athlete to become better has a coach. So it falls in the same realm. Like We all need a teacher in some aspect of our lives to get us where we have to go. Life coaches, spiritual life coaches kind of covers it all. Right. And it helps you to be better whatever you're doing because it gives you that moment to take self-awareness, learn who you are, the truth of who you are, and kind of grow from there instead of who you have believed yourself to be. So it's that enlightenment stage, it's that awakening. And let me just sum it up. So that's what the title kind of means for spiritual life coach for those who seek one. Um, yeah, and it doesn't base, you know, some people get a little tied up when they hear spiritual. They're like, well, is this religious? No, this has nothing to do with religion. This has nothing to do with your race. It has nothing. All of those things that are out there in the physical world, it has nothing to do with that. It, do, it deals with everything within you. Right. you know, the connection to your deeper self, the inner part of yourself. So 
that is what is meant by that. So it's for anybody. Once you you have a soul, it's for you. <laughs> Once you have a spirit, which we all do, it will help you. Um, your second question, I mean, the second part of my title, I had advanced soul realignment. I'm a practitioner, yes. Okay, that's where my journey kind of began. Um, I studied, it's a modality, like spirituality has many different modalities that you can learn and understand it through. Some people gravitate to different things, some do Reiki and stuff like that. Those are different modalities in spirituality. And for me, it was soul realignment. And in doing that course, that's where I got the title, you get the title after completing the course. And doing that course, I had learned how to read souls, understanding how to have a person before me and tap into their energy and understand how they were created, so to speak, by source, God, whatever term people choose to use, all that is, the creator, how you were created. So I'm able to see that energy and share with people the things they have tend to have let go. And usually when they hear these things about themselves, they're like, oh, I know that about me, but I kind of, I went this way instead. So it's about just giving them the confirmation that that person that they knew themselves to be is still there and to be okay with it and to feed that person because it's the truth of who they really are. So um, that's where that title comes from because it's the modality that I studied under. Uh, but it all falls under the same thing, so to speak. I have an interesting question for you. Mm-hmm. Is what you do something that... The ancestors did back in Africa. Is this yes? What they used to call witches, maybe. Yeah, definitely. Back yeah. then, okay. they called witches for lack, I guess, of a better word. Right. At least, <laughs> and I don't even think it's a bad word. It's just it's been given that right because you know from cultural reasons or whatever. Actually, witches were actually a good thing because they were able to see things or tap into that deeper. In that consciousness, which is your connection with the creator. They were able to really get um, close everything out around them, not be distracted by the human form and everything else that comes with it, and really tap into their inner and give you that information. So, yeah, it's definitely what was called being a witch then. So, yeah. So I'm I'm a modern-day witch. (laughs) (laughs) And they were held in very high esteem on, you know, back in those days, you know, they like... Yes. At the very top of the yes. system or the, of the village right. system or whatever it was, yes. Because they were like the advisors for them. Exactly. Yes. So, yeah. And those were usually the ones the first to be burned at the stake because they were giving too much information. Right. But, and this is, this is what I heard. Yeah. So people in power obviously didn't want the witches around. And if we go deeper into how it works back in Africa to now... If those who do believe in reincarnation, it is a thing. A lot of, I mean, I already know my past lives and I can tell you I was definitely a witch more than once. <laughs> and I've, I've come back and I've done it over and over and over again to help enlighten people. Because right. it's really hard to be here on earth. And, you know, we all know we have issues and we try to figure stuff out. So we come back every time with the same mission and the same purpose to come and enlighten, to help move humanity forward. You know, so I, I used to wonder why I'm doing what I'm doing. But the deeper I got in, I realized I've been doing this right. for, for a very long time. So it came, that's why it came so easy. It was like second nature for me. Yeah. 
I've worked with you before and you really helped me to focus on my divine gifts. Um, and it's been nothing but higher vibrations since then. What are divine gifts? And is that what people talk about finding a purpose? Yes and no. Okay, so divine gifts are like, I kind of touched on it a little bit before. Your divine gifts is understanding how you were created, the energies that you carry that makes you who you are. So divine gifts could be certain traits. I know with you, which it was really great to see after working with you, where you went from there. And, and here you are right now doing this amazing thing. You're bringing all your gifts and putting it into play. And you and that's the one thing I always like people to do. When you know who you are and you understand your divine gifts and you start to apply it, that is where you get all your divine source energy. It flows through your gifts. And when people understand that what their gifts are, it's not necessarily a purpose because your purpose is just to actually use what's given to you. So yeah, it, it kind of goes hand in hand and your purpose is to recognize who you are and bring it forward. That's like when people say, bring your light, that is your light. Those right. gifts, those traits, that was what you were here to bring. So yes, in that sense, it is your purpose is to just bring those things forward because it's connecting the dots. It's helping to connect the dots like what you're doing right now, this plat, I can see it's going to go like, it's going to touch so many different souls in different ways. Amen. It is, and it's because you stepped into your gifts and the energy is coming straight through you, no blockage, because you're willing to receive it and now use it. So that is, I hope I answered your question and I used you in the process. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Um, so Anya, I want to bring it a little bit forward to what we're going through right now. On your website, you say this epidemic is speaking to us. It's asking us to not just quarantine physically, but mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. Can you expand on this and explain really what is, what are each of us really being called to do? For sure, we're all being called to, yes, unite. Remember that we are actually one we're being called to stop thinking that we're separate beings a lot of us and that's ego ego will definitely make you think you're you're separate from somebody else the truth is we've been one we are one what one feels affects the other and it's to now remember that there is no separation it's the unity and when we connect and start to quarantine within ourselves we start to realize wait a minute there is there is no separation. Bottom line, we do, we came in different packages, but we did that just for, to have creativity. It was ways for the creator to express itself, different packages, different colors, different shapes, sizes. But I mean, if that's the miracle that's there. If we didn't have that, I mean, it would be pretty boring. But we have allowed that to distract us. Instead of realizing the beauty in it, it's become a distraction. We use it to separate ourselves. So it's calling us to recognize the oneness, not just with us as human beings, but the oneness with us in nature, the oneness with us in everything around us. You, once you can see it, we're connected to it in some way. And it's that it's really realizing that I'm going to just keep going back to oneness and that in that space, we start to learn about that unconditional love. So it's bringing us into that space. This is what we need to understand. This place can be a beautiful place if we all would just recognize that and understand that we can unite and come from a place of unconditional love 
everything can change, but there's always too many people who get caught up in that separate self, the ego self that kind of messes it up for the whole bunch. So this is the call to really recognize that. Because if you think about one thing, think about yourself as a spirit, because we are spiritual beings and we just decided to go in these human vehicle bodies. Remove the body. Look at a spirit. It's formless. It has no form. It has no shape. So what does it do? It intertwines with everything. There is no beginning. There is no end. We all mesh together. But we decided to, okay, let's try these bodies out to experience ourselves in different ways. But again, go back to what is, remove the body, what's left. It's still that soul and we all have one. So, and it never dies. We got to understand that. So as much as we try to hurt each other and remove each other from this, we're still connected no matter what. So it's almost like what we're doing here in these times, even now going even more forward to the violence that's happening and the racism and all that. We're starting to see more and more that where it's uh, well, an awakening is happening because a lot of let's oh, a lot of people are recognizing. Wait a minute, there is something beneath all of this, <laughs> and they're seeing that how silly we have been over yeah, time. Finally, finally, it, it's being recognized. It's being seen. Not all. I mean, some it's going to be harder to crack than others, but that honestly is a part of the divine order. I mean, there's always going to be the positive. There's always going to be the negative. It's necessary for balance. So I'm not going to sit here and say, guys, it's all going to be this way, but we, it's part of balance. Mm-hmm. But the shift needed to happen because it was too much on the negative side. I remember you telling me at the beginning of the year that the shift was coming for black folk. And I was doubting you in my mind. I'm like, I know she knows what you're talking about, but I need to see this to believe this. I was one of those people. I had my hand up. I'm like, I'm going to wait till I can see it. And then when it started, I didn't say anything, but I was marveling at this collective awareness. And I was like, oh my gosh, we are being collectively aware right now. And this is everything the world needs, even in the midst of, in the midst of a pandemic. So, yes. So good. The pandemic was actually necessary. It, I mean, we always look at it like, how is, why is this happening? The divine order is perfection. Let's just put it like that. Mm-hmm. It had to happen. We had to be quarantined, stuck with ourselves, to learn ourselves, to go through all the stuff we probably went through individually, to then have something else come on top of it. And we were just tired. At that point, it was like, listen, what we didn't throw the camels back. It was like, really? Now, we, now this? No one had one to do. They didn't want that. And it, it was a great awakening. People realized, I mean, the pandemic itself was a way to show us that we we're all one. It, the pandemic didn't choose a color. It didn't choose a race. It didn't, cho- it didn't choose anything. Right. Everyone was subjected to this. It's to show that you were no different than the next man. And some people actually realize, wait a minute, it doesn't matter who we are. We all could die same way. Yes, we can. So they, I feel like for a lot of people, it was a natural progression to where we are now. They, it was just to see stuff that's going on in the racism. People were fed up. They're like, are you serious? Are you kidding me? This is what we're doing? So it, it was great. And I really, I mean, it's up to us collectively, and I'm not just going to say African-Americans, it's the whole thing, the whole collective to keep this going the way it's going. Because it's not just about the black and the white. It's it's everything. It, it's everything. It's other races that's dealing with it. It's just, we need to just let it all go. <laughs> Shed all of that. 
external distraction. And I'll definitely be watching because I like I like what's what I've been seeing, you know. I do. <laughs> I love it. And we just gotta keep it going and stuff like this. Like I said, I'm always gonna rave about this platform. Platforms like this will help a lot. Well, I'm glad you sanctioned that because we're definitely gonna be keeping pushing this, pushing these conversations because like you said, they're very needed. So for those who are listening right now and I know a lot of people, let me go back, a lot of people are very, very anxious. Some of them are very depressed. A lot has happened since COVID has started. Some people have lost their jobs. Some people are homeless. Some people, you know, just struggling, even Mm -hmm. mentally with what they see happening. They've lost loved ones in this situation. So for those of people, those women who are listening right now, that want some type of change or want to embrace change, I should say, in a very real way. They've had a chance to go inside themselves and they know that things have to change in order for them to walk out of this hole. Where do Mm -hmm. you suggest that they start? There's several places. But obviously, they're already, if they're at that point where they realize they need change and they're aware of that, I'm going to be honest, for me and what I share with people, once you get to that stage, you got to look for a teacher. And we talked about this in the beginning. Right. You need someone to guide you. However, form, whoever you are compelled to, I'm not putting this out for myself, but if you know that someone you know can give you that guidance to get you through this, seek them. That means this is your time. Your soul is speaking to you, and it's ready to go to the next step and go into the next process. But this is not something you can sit down and try to do on your own. I mean, we're all here to help each other out. And something like that is is huge. Me, myself, I I mean, I, I, I had to go there. I had to literally, my soul, or I should say my ego, had to literally die for me to wake up. And it's, And that's what a lot of people are going through right now. They're experiencing what I like to call ego death. And that's when they realize everything they thought is not what it was. And they're like, well, what's really happening? And that's now when the inner is speaking to them and saying, well, you're ready. You're, you're awakening. You know, when you say you're woke, now you're starting to get woke. So now you're at that stage where you need to seek that help. A lot of people might change. I see a lot of people being open to therapists now. That were like saying it was taboo before. That they're has like, definitely been on the rise. Openly yeah. preaching. Um, I have a therapist. And I'm talking about Beautiful. I think that's whatever you feel drawn to, go to it. I mean, I will say, honestly, in this time, I had gotten more clients than I've had in a very long time. And they come just the way you said. They went through a lot. They're trying to figure out what's going on next. And it's like it might be indirectly from COVID, but they're now looking at themselves and where they're at in life and want to make a change because they're realizing like this is more going on here. So definitely seeking guidance and don't and not being afraid about to do it and letting when your ego pretty much dies, you're ready. You're you're looking. <laughs> it's no longer saying oh, I shouldn't go here, I shouldn't go. It's ready. It's gonna your soul is ready to guide you where you have to go. I say listen, listen to your intuition and follow through. All right, ladies, you're here and seek a teacher. Felicia's right here. We're gonna drop the connections a little later on, but Please reach out. It'll be well yeah. worth your time and effort. Trust me. 
There's one thing I want to say about when you do decide to do this type of work, I like to call it soul work. Mm-hmm. When you decide, you make a decision to do soul work, people would probably say, oh my gosh, it was, it was one of the hardest things they've done, but it is worth it. I want you to look at it like this. If you can look at a long line, a string, and as long as you could make it, that's your lifelines. And if you could put your finger on that string, wherever your finger is, that's where you are right now. And if you decide to do that soul work, that's about how long it's going to take for you to shift yourself into a better place. Mm-hmm. Now, if you uh, trust me, everything before your fingers, all you've been going through that has been literally draining you, depleting you, making you physically sick, mentally sick, name it. You take this one time under your finger to do this work. Imagine all the time after. Look at the line beyond your finger. You change your whole world. Mm-hmm. I think... I, I mean, I, I don't know. My finger compared to a line that stretches from here to I don't know where. Look, at, it's worth just a fingerprint, a finger size to take that time and go through whatever it takes to do the soul work. Because what you come out with on the end makes life worth living. Like you're living your purpose. It's like a whole new birth. Like like we said, when you like being born again, basically, and living your that's a great analogy. And you know, like anything that is worth having, you mm-hmm. have to work at it or work for it or work through yeah. it. So mm-hmm. that's great. Um, meditation is a, I know meditation is a very important part of all of our sessions. How does meditation help? Oh, meditation is, I want to add first, it's very powerful in the sense that meditation is the moment for you to quiet your mind. Let's make it that simple. It's in meditation is the one time you consciously decide to shut the noise off. Not easy for many in the beginning, but with practice, it works. Our mind needs a break. Our mind is going 24-7 when we're up and it is going when we're sleeping. We'll say, oh, when I go to sleep, I'll get to rest. No, (laughs) your mind is not at rest. It is still going on and doing more and more things without you even being up and knowing it. So it's a time to consciously say, let me be still. Let me be calm in the storm. Let me just learn to control my body. We tend to lose control of ourselves because, because I mean, our ego, again, I like to just separate us two things. Our ego has us going a million miles per hour. But the ego is not what's in control. We tend to think so. The true control comes from your inner self, your your soul. I would just sum it up as your soul. And that's your connection with the creator and all that is. In meditation, you're now taking the reins and, and putting the right person in control. Okay, your ego is usually supposed to be the one who follows your rules. Okay, and but you're now bringing the balance and you're changing the roles and putting the correct person in place, which is your soul. So meditation is training yourself to now be in complete control as opposed to your ego, which, as you can tell, if you look at your life, where where has your ego taken you? Probably not where you want to be. So it's about connecting and really getting answers. People are like, how do I get answers in meditation? Trust me, when you do it enough and you're still enough, when you come out of a meditation, all of a sudden you know what you need to do in certain situations. You get either, 
you hear sounds. Everybody's different. So I never say expect this, expect that. Everyone is different. You start to learn yourself. You start to learn how to deal with your body, the vehicle you've been walking around in. You get to understand what it, what it's doing because it's always talking to you. Little triggers, you need to understand, oh, okay, when my finger tingles, it needs to do this. But it's stuff you begin to learn because true knowledge or the wisdom that we try to seek and we're trying to get, we won't get it when we keep getting trapped in our brain because that is not our true, you know, that is not our true mind. Our true mind is our heart. And I try to explain to people when they say, well, I'm trying to figure stuff out and I'm thinking about this and it's not your mind you're using. You have to go into your heart. And that is the true brain that some people don't recognize and where the true answers come in. I hope that makes sense. because yeah, I, I like that. Let me repeat that. The heart is the true brain that people don't recognize. Mm. Yes. Yes. We always tend to go to our mind, which is in our head, but that is not our true mind. We only need, we only use a small percentage of that. Honestly, that's not where all of our knowledge and our wisdom comes from. But we tend to believe that because we've been trained to believe so. No, it all goes from the inner, the heart. I call it the heart mind. or that's It's called the heart mind. And that, in turn, feeds the brain. So we have to change the process. We've been doing it backwards, so to speak, all along. And that's when the enlightenment happens. And the great things start to happen. You can speak on that too, Mel. So I surely can. <laughs> and that's when you really connect and you're like, oh, I know what I'm doing. I know what to do. I know where I'm going. And it didn't come from your brain. Not at all. <laughs> your brain is now following the instruction, the guidance from your soul. You know, I used to have this thing that I would tell people um, that my guidance comes from. I, used to, I, I would usually say, I am not moving yet because I don't feel it. When I feel it, I'll let you know. That's when I move. And that's probably the same thing that you're talking about. That is, exactly, yes, <laughs> that is exactly it. Because your mind will say, or the ego, I will call it the egoic mind, will say, move now. Come on, we can do this. Meanwhile, move on what? And you're in it, but it wants to tell you, well, come on, we got to do it. What? But you have already learned to tap in and say, no, that's not it. That's not it. You're separating. You're not consciously knowing you're doing it, but you've done it many times. Separating the two. I want to just give a quick understanding of the ego and your inner self or the thing that makes you move. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all have an ego because we need one. I mean, once you come into a human body, you need an ego because your ego's job is to protect you. Basically, your ego is to tell you, get out the way. Your car is coming. Because, you know, let me explain this a little deeper. Mm. Your, your, your soul, remember your soul was formless. It was free. It was able, it's able to go anywhere it wants, whoever it wants. And it can be here on earth. It can be on Mars. It can be on the moon. It can be anywhere at one given time because that's what a spirit can do. But once you take human form, you can't operate like that or else you will kill yourself. <laughs> and the thing is, the spirit will still want to behave like it's free forgetting it's inside of a body that can actually be damaged. So that is where your ego comes in and says, um, hello, we're driving a car right now. So stop traveling all over the place and let's focus on the road. So ego's job is just to keep you alert and safe. But we have given it way too much power when we allow it to start making all of our life choices for us. 
And I hope they can kind of separate the difference. And that's where ego will start to tell you, oh, you're better than this one. I don't need this. I, and ego will just take you on this big egotistical thing. The joyride. Yes, the joyride. It's the ego that will tell you you're not good enough or you're too good. It will take you all over the place. No, you have to let it remind ego, this is your job. You're not the master. You're the slave. Honestly, that's what ego is. The master is your inner self, that heart, that soul. That is what it should be following. And it's just do your job. Keep me safe when I'm traveling all over the place. Remind me I'm driving. That kind of thing. So understand that's just that's like a quick understanding of what the two are and how they should operate. I mean, I go deeper in my courses on how so people can learn to recognize and do self-awareness. But that is like the, to skim the surface on how it works. So you said earlier that some people, well, we all know this, some people can't quiet their minds to start meditation. And I have a few friends that struggle. Mm-hmm. Like they got a little taste of it and some of them didn't like what they felt or thought they saw. So they pull all the way back. Um, other people can't get their minds quiet enough to even see something or feel something. Any recommendations for somebody, someone who wants to start? And Definitely. Again, I would just let them know what that is that's happening. Uh, ego doesn't like knowing that it will soon be controlled. So it will do anything <laughs> to deter you from doing what it knows will start to put it in the backseat. Mm-hmm. So it goes very smart. I'm going to tell everyone Sounds that. like a whole separate person. <laughs> it is. That's why I call it your separate self. It goes uh-huh. your separate self because it's not you. So I always say what we're working on is our separate self and our true self. So it is a whole separate person that we tend to just be walking in like an avatar. But anyhow, so the thing what I'll tell people who are doing, who are having that trouble first is not to stop. Because obviously ego is trying to stop you. (laughs) Because it's like, no, if you do this, you're going to get enlightened. You're going to forget about me. You don't want me. I want to be valid. It wants to be validated. So keep doing it. Keep doing it and bringing in that recognition that, okay, maybe that the ego part that I just shared with you is trying to stop me from being great, which it is. So keep practicing, keep doing the, I have a lot of breathing routines. I like people to do that helps. So you're focusing on your breath as opposed to thinking about all those other things. I can't stop. I can't do this. So you bring your attention to your breath. A quick exercise most people can start doing is just bringing, because breathing, breath work, like I like to say, is the one thing that connects the unconscious with the, with the conscious because we unconsciously breathe. And we can consciously control it. So this is the big connection why breath work is so important. So we will do our breathing exercises, take nice deep breaths, follow the breath into our body, and then follow it as it comes out. And actually consciously just doing that and visualizing your breath entering your body and coming out your body, you have now put all your attention on your breath. You have not even thought, oh my God, about anything else. Because now you're like, am I doing this breathing work? Okay, I am breathing, right? So now you're focused on just the flow of the breath. And then eventually you will start to let go of that. And you'll just start focusing on being still. So it's a process, but it's a very doable process for those who want to start. Sometimes I tell people, if starting with breathing is too hard, just sit down. 
Sit down, stare at a spot on the wall on the floor. And just see if you can do that. Let your mind race. Some people can't do that. That's a good place to start. Just sit down and stare at a spot and try not to move. A lot of people fidget, they twist. No. Another way to start. Let your mind race, let it do what it wants. But this is you trying to learn to control your body. Some people can't stop moving. Forget the mind. The body is all over the place. And these are adults. And I don't feel bad if it's you because it's normal. There's a lot of, it's not just kids. I've done kids, I've done adults. And even adults can say, I can't even sit still. So we start, depending on the individual, there's different ways to start. But I, it's no right or wrong way. But I work individually with people because everyone's different. Right. But it can be done. So two things. You can try just sitting still or try the breathing. Breathing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I've had a little difficulty doing my meditation during COVID. I've, my brain seems to be very rattled and I'm all over the place. But I've mm-hmm. noticed something. I'm able to do walking meditation. I have never done that before and I never thought I would like it. But I just find myself being able to do it. Like the close eyes and sit back and stuff is not working for me. But yes. I just keep my eyes open and walk and I go into this place and I'm like, this is new. Yes. Very new. Well, add breathing to it. I'm going to add something. If you can do the walking meditation and say with each three steps I breathe in and with each three I breathe out, that's even like it takes it to another space with you. And being able to do that and still be like you're walking and meditating and still safe right <laughs> you've accomplished something really great so you've actually took control and ego knows okay she's busy doing this meditation thing i'm just going to make sure she's aware of her surrounding but yet still you're deep in walking meditation so that's that's awesome yeah i never thought i would like it or be able to do it I was but, like, why would i keep my eyes open i want to go inside you know <laughs> Yeah, no, everyone and people must recognize meditation doesn't have to look the same for everyone. It's just being able to completely get in that zone. Right. And still, like if you're walking, still have be aware, but still, that is, is, is it's just reminding me of something I wanted to say or share, but it'll come back to me. Um, yeah. Well, um, Felicia, this has been an awesome discussion. And I want to, I want you to let listeners know where they can connect with you and Secret Soul. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want me to let you know where they can connect? Yes. Okay, so the one, the website is www.secretsoul.com. Sacred is S-A-K-R-E-D. Sacredsoul.com. If it's on social media, my Instagram handle is at sacred underscore soul. I can also be found on Facebook. Oh, that's also for Twitter. Um, I can also be found on Facebook under my first and last name, Felicia Hines. Patrick, I believe it will be the whole thing. You can find me there. Where else? I'm on YouTube as well. You can just search Sacred Soul. I have my channel up there too. Pretty much everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) She's everywhere, guys. She's everywhere. (laughs) Anything else you want to add? Um... Basically, um, I encourage people at this time. Um, if anyone is interested, though, in August, I am going to drop a full course. So uh, if you're following me, you'll be right there in, in line with receiving, knowing when the course is coming out. And I'm going to do a little free thing first 
so people can get an understanding. And then if you're interested in going deeper, you can jump into a course. I just want to teach people a couple steps they can take to gain what we're all looking for, peace of mind, you know, um, joy. How many things are we looking for? We're looking for that peace of mind, that balance, the joy, all that. I want to just give a little course on how to do that step by step, what is necessary and things we can start doing and stop doing to get there. So, and um, obviously that will lead into a, a deeper course for those who are like, I need more, I'm ready. So, yeah, I think that's very critical at this time. I think yeah. we'll definitely share that out with the All About the Sisters community and let everyone know that this is what Felicia has coming up. So guys, be on the lookout for that. And with that said, we're done. Yay. <laughs> Thanks again. I'm Melanie Painter, and I thank you for listening. For more about All About the Sisters, please go to www.allaboutthesisters.com or check us out wherever you listen to your podcasts. Want to know more about our guests? Check the description of this episode down below.